<laughs> another another tiring week. Well, kind of tiring because while I've been sleeping, I've been uh, getting attacked by a, a monster, a dream monster. But uh, to my to my advantage, I've been absorbing five star reviews, um, and the more we get, the more powerful I get, and um, the more I can kick this guy in his in his metaphorical nards, his dream nards, uh, as it were, so he can cross his eyes and go. You know what I mean? That sort of thing. He's and, sleepy uh, knackers. He's sleepy, sleepy knackers. And um, there's a great way people can leave five-star reviews to increase my power on their podcast listening area of choice is it podcast catcher i don't know um heard the only thing that is as powerful as leaving a five-star review is also yeah. joining the facebook group for creative psychopaths too yeah absolutely if you join that you two go -tos. and uh go have a look at the instagram uh all that stuff you know it, it it just gives me more and more power um power to Kill some dream guy. It's Freddy. We're talking about Freddy again. It's a, it's a September sleepover. We're back. We're back, baby. And um, yeah. Oh, by the way, if you're a bit, little bit neurodivergent and you don't like change, you're not going to like this next bit. Welcome to Creative Psychopaths, a horror movie podcast and the world's premier kitchen for horror sandwiches. What are horror sandwiches? I hear you shout or yell or whisper nicely in, in my lovely ear. Well, it's a lovely movie filling surrounded by two slices of chatty, chatty goodness. My name's Mark and as always, I'm joined by Matthew. Hello. Hello. Hello there. How are you this week? Tired? I'm suitably sleepy. Suitably sleepy. Are you are you in your pajamas or at least you tell the listeners you are? Yeah, I have a, a wee willy winky nightcap and a candle and yeah, no, a, I'm... a night shirt that goes to uh, around the mid calf length and yeah, I'm ready for. You're scrooged up by the sounds of it. You're a bit you, you you're on the way to being a Scrooge of some sort. Yeah, I'm ready to sleep in 1874. Just Excellent. a nice little Victorian snooze. Yeah. I hope you accuse someone of being there's more of gravy than grave about you. That one, I like that. It's a good, uh, good line from the old. Uh, it's almost cultured that almost very nearly. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, very nearly. It is in every version of uh, a Christmas Carol that's worth a damn. Mm, you know that yeah. being the book and the Muppets version. Yeah, I don't mind that one. The Jim Carrey one's all right. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, we've really, we've gone into Christmas already. Uh, well, I'm wearing my Super Ted um, pyjamas from when I was five years old. Uh, of course, they fit me because I'm still the same size as I was when I was five years old, probably. Or possibly. Um, I have no idea what's going on here. Anyway, I'm going to surprise you now. I'm, I'm going to surprise you with non-prep work because that's the kind of guy I am. Uh, okay. So, because it's a because we're in the September sleepover, 
um, where we're covering three more of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies over the next three weeks. Um, Because it's a sleepover, I'm going to give you a little sleepover game. It's fun, fun, isn't it? Fun, isn't it? Um, So the question is this, and I'll answer it too, of course. If someone were to summon you, and they and they had the little pentagram put out in the answer, but five items represented you. What would they have to put down? What's good there? I'll I'll go first, and then uh, you can have some thinking time. How's that? That's nice of me, isn't it? Okay. Um. So mine would be headphones for sure. Headphones. My fidget cube, which uh, I. I need to make me pay attention to people. Some sort of game console. Um, something to do with this podcast. Uh, I don't know. My laptop, maybe. Um, and did I say five items? You did one for one for every point on the pentagram. Oh, right. okay. Um, maybe. Oh, sod it. Maybe a lovely sandwich. Yeah, a lovely sandwich. Uh, cheese and pickle. I'll have a cheese and pickle sandwich, thank you. And I think uh, those things would summon me. I'd rise from the middle of the pentagram going, um, all right, what do you want? Uh, sort of thing. Yeah, so that's uh, sort of like a peek into my life, and you've summoned me. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Um, I actually didn't prep that. I, sh- I-, I thought I was going to ask it, and then I did. So, am I when it's five items? Are they allowed to be sort of figurative? Yeah, sure, whatever. Cool. So, right. So, I, I am, uh, I am a millennial. So, as a millennial, I am uh, addicted to my mobile phone. So that would be one. I got uh, that. It's, it's a, the bane of my existence. But there we are. <laughs> uh, yeah, like something just for for movies would would have to be there. Maybe, you know, uh, have like a, a laptop with a Netflix subscription or something. Oh, lovely. Just something like that where I can uh, I can watch my movies. A Netflix gift card. <laughs> Did they yeah, do those? Uh, I think some, uh, a Lego set. That would oh, be. yeah. It's a, a very swell hobby. Uh Picks up just some some nice books would be nice. Oh, a lovely book. A lovely um, book. And probably a Burnley shirt to uh yeah, to give me my my team of I say choice, but no sane person chooses that. No, sort of that's your team of um Burden, oh, mostly. <laughs> my team of burden. And so, with given that and a few candles lit, you you've risen from the pentagram. I am here. Yeah, to... I feel bad that I left. Uh, I left snacks out, didn't I? Yeah, I so, feel. Yeah, I'm sorry. Books have to go. I need snacks. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, would... I mean, I can pretend to be intelligent and be a big reader, but I mean, really, I'd much prefer to just stuff my face. Uh, I wonder if. Would be boring though, wouldn't it? To be, uh, I don't know if anyone really wants to summon me, and if they if they did, what they w- would expect from me, because I'm not like a demon or anything. I suppose if they 
summoned us both, they could get some sort of live chat. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to. I'd like to summon you. Yeah, that'd you be know, nice. We live we live quite a ways from each other, don't we? So you know, it'd be nice just to summon you, pop in, have a cup of tea and a, a chat for a watch a movie, <laughs> and then you know, just send send you back home. I performed a ritual. It's just a bruise, though, really. Oh, I should have said tea. You know, I really should have thought about it. I should have thought about this and come back to it later. But uh, anyway, you know, that's the nature of me. I'll come in unprepared, all guns blazing or not. Um, anyway, let's get into the uh, week. The week at hand. The first slice of lovely bread, which I think you're going to do, aren't you? Because uh, it's the sleepover. Yeah, so we thought with the sleepover that we need to, to catch up. Because last year... Uh, we did the first three Nightmare on Elm Street films, didn't we? We did. And my memory uh, is is terrible. <laughs> uh, so basically, I, I'm, I'm going to recap the three films in sort of a, a previously on type situation. Ooh. And uh, like, I, I want feedback on this. This needs to be a post in the group as to how how well did I do? What what bits do I miss out? What bits do I not? Uh, and we'll, we'll we'll see how we go. Okay, let's see. So you, you're ready, right? So yeah. let's do Nightmare on Elm Street one then. Okay, right. So that one starts with uh, that one last inch, and she's being chased by Freddy, and she's having the bad dream, and then she wakes up, and she's got the old cuts in her dress. That's it. And then yeah, we go over and we meet her friends Nancy and Johnny Depp. And they say so they've had bad dreams too, and they go for a big sleepover with the, I don't know, there's sort of a strength in numbers thing, uh, but I'm not even sure they really believe at that stage. Uh, but then, yeah, girl from the beginning, she gets killed, doesn't she? Gets chucked around the room, and her boyfriend gets blamed for it, but then he dies as well. Uh, we find out, then we find out about Freddie, don't we, from Nancy's mum. She's like, oh, yeah, he was a. He was a nonce and we killed him because he got off uh, in prison on a technicality. Uh, he was a wrong'un. He was a big wrong'un uh, and he, he remains a big wrong'un, but in uh, the ghost world, or dream world even. Uh, right, and then they, they are all going, oh, we're going to stay awake. So they drink loads of coffee and do all the staying awake things that kids do. And then go, ah, oh, that's not going to work, so we're going to have to fight him. Uh, so... They say they're going to fight him. They go into the dreams and they fall asleep and that. Johnny Depp gets killed because his bed explodes with blood. And then Nancy's basically fighting Freddy. She's just like, you know what? I'm I'm not bothered about you anymore. And then he, he just disappears because of that. But then he's not really dead because they drag the dummy through the window at the end of it. Yeah, he does. He drags a... A lovely blow-up version of her through the window. Yeah, that that's the first one. I think you covered it. That's quite, most of the first one, isn't it? Covered it quite nicely. Um, yeah, I like it. Right. So, although interesting, I don't know if this is interesting or not. But I recently found out why why the word why why we say the word nonce. Um, apparently, apparently, those people. On their um, prison doors, it said, not on normal communal exercise. Um, it's an acronym. Yes, that's where it, that's where that comes from. 
they weren't allowed to exercise with the other prisoners, lest they get kicked in the balls or less, more, less they get likely, more likely shivved. Um, yeah, so I don't know if that's interesting <laughs> or not. But, um, anyway, uh, let's let's hear about number two. Let's hear about our male screen queen. Yeah, so that what is his name? Jesse, I think. I think it is. I think you're right. Yeah. But anyway, this one starts off with a bus, doesn't it? And then it turns out Freddy's the bus driver, and you're like, hey, did he crash the bus or did you like leave it dangling or something? In the middle of some kind of ravine, or is that at the end? Yeah, something like that. Even yeah. though he died at the end of the last film. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, but then, yeah, it turns out it's just a nightmare from, from our kid, Jesse. Uh, and he lives in Nancy's house, but we don't find that out yet, do we? Find that out a bit later. Find that out later, uh, yeah. And then he's having nightmares of Freddy uh, and doing stuff around the house with, like, exploding birds. And he has a big dance number, doesn't he, while he's tied in his bedroom. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, he yeah, does. he's having these nightmares and he, he's going off killing people while he's doing it. Uh, and then, I don't know, like, they go to a big pool party, don't they? And then Freddy starts killing more people. Uh, and then there's loads of gay subtext while all this is going on. Uh, and then for some reason, which I can't remember, I think they, like they run to a factory, don't they, to mm. stop Freddy. And then they, it's the power of love, isn't it, that stops him? Because Jesse's girlfriend's like, "Oh, fight him, Jesse," and he's all, "Go on then." I can't. And then she says, "I love you," and then he can. And then mm-hmm. Freddy dies. Yeah, it kills him. He's not dead again. Of love. Hmm. Ignored in the first one to death, and uh, loved in the second one to death. Uh, as I recall, I'm sure he yeah. wasn't ignored in the first one. No, I just uh, don't believe in you. Um. Yeah. I mean, I know <laughs> uh, the only thing I I feel like you may have slightly missed there is that um, <laughs> he he kills his coach with a good spanking. Um, which is yeah, he, he meets his coach in the gay bar, doesn't he? Yeah, well, it certainly comes some kind of leather bar, anyway, and uh, and then and instead back of in, back in the gym, you know, he gets a real up. good spanking. Yeah, he takes him to school as punishment. Yeah, <laughs> which is yeah, that's a weird film, isn't it? That one. It's it a weird film. Yeah, yeah, I think we quite enjoyed it in the end. Uh, we did. Yeah. So right then, yeah. So then there's then there's three, isn't there? Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors. So this uh, this has another crap clip art font at the start, doesn't it? Like the two does as well. Mm. Uh, this one's Patricia Arquette. She's our, our main person. And Lawrence Fishburne's in it as well, uh, but he doesn't have a very big role. He's also called Larry Fishburne as well. As Larry, yeah. <laughs> Hello, Larry. Hmm. He's too cool for Larry, isn't he? Yeah, definitely, yeah. What is Larry less cool than Lawrence? Lawrence. I mean, it depends, you know, it's got to fit you. I think when when you're Lawrence Fishburne, you've got you carry that air of it's got a bit more sophistication and strength that Larry doesn't convey. Yeah. But Larry David, you know, you you can't imagine a world where he'd be Lawrence, would you? Lawrence David. Well, maybe if he was some sort of professor. Anyway, yeah, so it's got them in it. <laughs> yeah. 
and yeah, she's having bad dreams now because Freddy's still not dead, even though he's died twice in the previous films. <laughs> and this time she's he's making it look like she's suicidal. So they they send her to a psychiatric hospital and she meets loads of she meets a crew there, doesn't she? And, and the realize that they're all kids from the, the vigilante mob that killed Freddy the first time. The first oh, time of the three right, times yeah. that he's been killed and not died. Mm. And so yeah, they're 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 all the big crew there, aren't they? And they start getting bumped off and but then Nancy comes back. She's a doctor this time, even though it's like what, two years since the first one and PhDs tend to take longer to obtain than that. Uh, but yeah, they twig that they can like dream together, don't they? So they are like, right, let's all go in one big dream and then we'll give Freddy a good old punch up. Uh, and they mostly die. Uh, and then there's a nun who tells Nancy's doctor friend that he's like the bastard son of a hundred rapists or something like that. Yeah, he is. Yeah, what a what a life, what a start. Uh, yeah, completely ignoring how biology works. Yeah, well, yeah. I remember uh, that's where you got your PhD from. Yeah, he's, he's the bastard child of one rapist. Let's be, you know, let's be sensible about this. <laughs> and but yeah, and then he they need to bury him in consecrated ground. So while. Your dream crew are in one dream trying to fight him. The doctor and his mate are trying to get him in Nancy's the real dad. world. Doctor Nancy's and Nancy's dad. dad, yeah. I forgot that it was Nancy's dad. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, yeah they want to go fight his... Well, they, they go to get his skeleton, and his skeleton wakes up because Freddy's so strong. And then they have to fight the skeleton. I think the skeleton kills one of them, doesn't it? But then they... Dad, managed think, to bury the skeleton mm. uh, in consecrated ground, which is supposed to stop Freddy and kill him again. But in the dream, Patricia Arquette beats Freddy too, but Nancy dies, and then Freddy doesn't again for... I can't remember why this time. I think the house just lights up, doesn't it? There's like a paper mache house of Nancy's house. Yeah, and right. Come on. Yeah. And you go, oh, he's not dead. Oh, but we get scared. What kills him this time? Oh, yeah, the the consecrated. Consecrated. That's a word. Uh, it's like they get him twice, don't they? I think, don't they stab, I think Nancy stabs him with his glove. Oh, Nancy stabs him with his own glove. So Hoisted he, by his own petard. Uh, ignored, loved, and stabbed. That works. That works. Yeah, I mean, one of those will will definitely kill you. <laughs> uh, Being one ignored. of them would wouldn't be good, uh, and the other one, I, I think it's actually quite positive. So. Hmm. Just an odd chap, is our Freddy. He just doesn't like stuff. He don't like being ignored. That's for sure. I don't like being ignored either. Now I think about it, that's why I'm on the internet. I don't think that at least a few people listen to my. Nonsense. Our nonsense. We're we're both nonsense givers, I think, sometimes. Um Yeah, so no, you're right. That's what that's what happened. I'm sure there are things that you missed, but um uh I reckon yeah. there's were more likely that I made stuff up. No, 
I don't. I don't think you did make anything up. I think. <laughs> uh, I think. It, I think it was all there. Um, you could have. I'm added. still not entirely sure Lawrence Fishburne was in it because that doesn't sound like it's right. <laughs> he was definitely in it. He was just. He was. He was just a porter. He didn't really do anything in it. He was. He was not a character. That's for sure. So that's why you're uh, you're remembering he was in it, but he didn't do anything in it, apart from turn up and go. You know, take this pill. Oh no, it was a different film. Um, although I think he did give out pills in that because he was the porter. Oh, there you go. You see, full. He's come full circle. That lad. Yes, um, he has. He has. Wait, waking people up from their dreams. Oh yeah! Wow, wow. We we found the link. We found the lovely Matrix link. Um, so that leads us into this week's film, which is A Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master from 1988. Um, yeah, so um, let's do the bits. So we have uh, director Rennie Harlan, and this was his second film, uh, but first sort of major sort of Hollywood thing. It had become a bit of a trope for Nightmare on Elm Street that they started sort of getting in fresh directors every time, like new directors. Um, and I don't know. I, th- I think it was partly for costs and partly for, um, you know, they just, I think they were, they were doing that sort of, well, they claim now they were doing that sort of Roger Corman thing of trying to give more people, you know, like, Get them in. Get them into the business. Um, and this movie was also made during... Oh, this is, like, relevant now. During a writer's strike. Um, so a lot of the stuff here, our our director um, came up with. A lot of the deaths and things. Um, which... I don't want to uh, to give the game away too soon there, but you can kind of tell, can't you, about the yeah, <laughs> yeah, which the is right possible, which... But yeah, yeah, we, it, um, well, we'll get into a little bit more of that after I've done the the cast. So I've got Robert Englund as Freddy, Lisa Wilcox as Alice, who's probably our main girl, uh, Danny Hassel as Dan, Tuesday Night as Kristen. Now that was Patricia Arquette's character in. Um, Dream Warriors, but she did not return for this film. So, did you get that while you're watching it? Uh, you know what? I got it from the uh, the two friends. Right. Yeah, uh, okay. One was King Cade. Well, I can't remember the other, the name of the other character because they were Joey. the ones who survived the third film, weren't they? That's right. So we got Ken Sagos as King Cade and Rodney Eastman as Joey. And uh, those are the one other ones that made it back from um, Dream Warriors. We also had I... Brooke Thesis Debbie, uh, Andrus Jones as Rich, and Tony New Toy, sorry, Toy Newkirk as Sheila. Sheila, I don't know why I said like that. Um, yeah. So, it, were you were you going to say something, or was it? <laughs> But I, I was going to question, were the uh, King Cage and the other person whose name I've already forgotten because, like I said, my memory's awful. Uh, were, were they recast as well? Because I, I couldn't tell with those two. No, no, those those were returning ones. Um, I was watching some of the documentary Never Sleep Again. Um, 
before uh, before this just you know because it's a quite a concise documentary which is you know for, nice for me to get some extra information and make me look clever um but during the whole thing there's no particular reason why Patricia Arquette wasn't cast um aside from the, the guesswork being that because she'd become slightly more famous that that she that her agent maybe wanted more money than um you know they were wanting to pay for these freddy things that were they weren't made on a shoestring but they're, they're sort of they're made to churn out and make money you know they're not um they're not oscar winners are they <laughs> no yeah. they they were the well, the the you slasher sequels, aren't they? I think that's the, yeah. the only way to to really describe them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we don't really we're not we've no budgets and stuff now, but I do know that this was um, the second highest grossing after Dream Warriors. So, you know, good stuff. Even more than the first, as far as I know. Um, wow. Yeah, because uh, that's the Kenny so. Sago, who played Kincaid, he's like uh, boasting about it. He was in the two highest grossing ones. Yeah, good for you, man. Uh, yeah. Good on him. Yeah. So um, in this movie, Freddy Krueger was dead, but he's brought back to life by dog piss. Um, I don't know that exactly how that works, um, but a fiery dog piss brings him to life. Um and then he starts working his way through some more teens. Um, it's so. What can we say about this film before? It's... Well, the first thing that immediately strikes me is that there was no crappy word art. Yeah, yeah. disappointed in that. <laughs> I want my word art. No, no. It's um, it's quite a stylish film. I think it's. Probably more style over substance than it is anything else. Um, yeah, I think it's a director that's just definitely having a bit of fun with it. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, just chucking in some flourishes, just some shots that didn't need to be there, but give it a little bit of a your visual flair that's nice. I think there was like one shot that was bird's eye view over someone opening some drawers and there's like, Camera was just spinning the whole time. But that's it's good. This is someone that just wants to have a bit of a go in at that. I th- and I think that was very much his thing, his thing. And what New Line wanted for him was, you know, like have a go at this, see what you can see, what you can make. And uh, as I've said, because there was a writer's strike, I think there was sort of more of a push to try and make it more visually stylish than worrying too much about. Um, plot and stuff like that. That said, um, I think I I think the bunch of teens that we get here are all very um, are fine. You know, like it's a it's a pretty decent bunch, and you know, there's no one in it particularly who you. Well, it's all fodder in it, but well, yeah, I think that's one of the uh, the. the sadder bits about this film for me is that the the characters are all just a little bit anonymous aren't they you know the actors yeah. don't have anything to really work with uh, and you know they're all likable enough there's no 
you know, there's no one that's uh, that you know that we don't like, but there's there's just no meat on the bones for any of them. No, no. The the what there's one thing that's distinctly recognizable in this, which and I know it's sort of distinct within slashes, but a lot of time with slasher films is they're over one night or over very small amounts of time. But this one, this one seems to concern itself over maybe a week or more. Uh, a lot of people die and, you know, apart from going, apart from people saying they're sad about things, they don't seem particularly sad about things. Um, one character, I think Alice's brother dies and she just sort of like, oh, that's annoying. Yeah, so I mean, the characters, they all serve Alice, don't they? She's the the titular dream master. Ooh. And they all... Like every character just has like this little moment or little gimmick or little trinket or something, and as they all die and transfer their power to Alice, you know, you know that they're all shown there just so that you can give a moment, you know, twenty minutes later where she does the same thing. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, that's how how she would, which is, you know, it's a nice simple way of of demonstrating the what the what they're planning to do there. But I'd prefer yeah. just to have some. Some more, you know, better characters, uh, slightly better, more character. but more drawn out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. This this film's Freddy's film. You know, like this is the one where they were right. We we know who the main character of this film of these films are, and it's not the teens. It's Freddy Krueger. What can we do to make Freddy Krueger cooler? You know, so the movie just clicks really from one death scene to another, making Freddy quip and you know do clever things and fun murders. And really that's sort of um, spoilers for you, but this is sort of what these films will remain to be, you know, for the next couple really is that it's all very much Freddy's show and, you know, you're sort of just moving from one death to another. But that said, uh, I think most of the deaths of this in this are relatively creative, um, fun to watch. Um, Oh, there's there's one that looks great but is really weird, which if you don't mind me skipping near the end is one of the characters. I think it's Debbie, maybe somehow gets turned into a cockroach. Yeah, uh, I knew you were going to say that as soon yeah. as you started because yeah, that was one I I really liked as well. It looks fantastic. It's brilliant, but it seems to serve like almost no purpose in terms of, you know, like he's not using her fear or anything like that. He just decides to turn her into a cockroach. Well, she, um, she found the, the bug, didn't she, in the packet of crisps at the beginning? Uh, oh, did she? I don't even... Made remember. a big show of of stomping on it. I don't even remember. That must be what it is then. But it, yeah, look, there's a, it looks there's a kind fantastic. Of to it. it looks fantastic because initially it's got like she's working out and he's sort of does this thing where he breaks her arms and it doesn't look great. But then as she starts to turn into this cockroach, it's like, oh, wow, this is really good. And I think Screaming Mad George was involved in this. And you can see so much of Screaming Mad George in that. Um, you know, And eventually she sort of even tears her own face off. So at one point, at point she's like cockroach body with person's legs. And it looks really great. Um, very stylish, like I said. Um but, um... And subverted as well, because when when Freddy turns up in that scene, I always thought oh, it's just going to be some sort of gym scene or other, you know, 
she'll yeah. he'll crush her with some weights or some you know something you know Freddyized version of that. Uh, but no, he went that well, saw left field, and I'm just like, well, this is this is crazy. This is fun. I like this. Yeah, yeah, it look it looks great. But uh, you know, there are other deaths, and I think you know, like I said, this film is mostly deaths. I, I, I like the one where Kirsten's on the beach and he shows up, you know, like a Jaws fin, um, and then he's like, rocking on the beach with a pair of sunglasses, and it's like, you know. I think the the kill itself isn't great, but the build up to the kill is pretty good fun. Um, yeah, so, I love the bit with the pizza. That was yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't great. a kill, was it? But just a bit of just a nice gross out moment in there. Just have a bit of fun with it. Yeah, yeah, it was great, and it, that does exactly like what I was saying. That sort of that's you're getting more Freddy in this. It's he's he's not the background character anymore, you know, like he is the main thing, you know, so you get this, like, like you said, sort of, and the build up to that, even where she gets sucked in through the screens, pretty good. Um, and then he's eating pizza with faces on, you know, that whole thing's great. Um, let's see. Yes. I mean, it goes back to, to what I said, you know, earlier about it being a, a slasher sequel and you know in, in both regards you know for better and for worse and like all that stuff's the better part of it isn't it yeah and and the worse is that the other stuff is that there's there's like there's no care about the connective tissue uh, you know in the film which is fine you know it, it's I, I know we're saying about the writer's strike but it kind of I got the impression that there was never going to be any of that stuff. And I think like what makes the first film good and something that you see in, in like scream as well is that, you know, you have things like these kills are affecting the world outside, aren't they? You know, there's the police presences mm-hmm. or what your know, people trying to figure out what's going on. And, I think it it gives those scenes like more impact as actual horror and right, uh, you know, more realistic, a bit more, you know, you feel it a bit more. Mm. Well, as these ones, it's yeah, you know, the ideas that we've had when we're writing this are just what can we get Freddie to do that's cool and fun. Exactly, and yeah. That's, it's yeah. exactly what it is. You know, it's very enjoyable because they do these fun things. But it holds it back in terms of quality filmmaking, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, and it, it does it does hold it back in in terms of I think you know there's, it's not scary this film in the slightest. Um, even though there's some good, I'd say body horror, um, it it's all it all feels very. I suppose tongue in cheek is the right word, really. Um, it's nodding at you, isn't it? This film is going on. You like that, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're all, I think everyone's on the same page with this film. Yeah. They, you know, yeah. I don't think anyone's going in expecting some dark horror that's going to shake you to your core. Is it? yeah. We're going in to watch Freddy just wreck teenagers. And, and he does that. <laughs> it's great. He does, yeah. There are other there things that, I, that, Sort of like the whole dream master thing, you know. I wish they'd, I wish they cranked that up slightly so 
you know, Alice, who eventually sort of does sort of accept her fate as a dream master. I wish she'd, uh, I wish she'd become a little bit more than just the final girl towards the end. I mean, yeah, sure, she's she's sort of fighting him, but it's still very, it still feels very one sided. And I would have, I think, I would have really enjoyed her sort of being an anti Freddy. I think that would have been quite good, but. Um, I've got the exact same thing written down as well in front oh, of right, me. Okay. All right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. kind of sets it up, doesn't she? Like, you know, Freddy's getting the souls and she's getting the, well, the, the power, wasn't it, is, is how they describe it. Right. You'd kind of hope that they were going to, you know, the idea was set up, wasn't it? It was going to be this this clash of two dream, well, dream masters, isn't it? But it's... It just doesn't really work, isn't it? Like you say, Freddie's always the one in power, and and she just remembers a poem by the end of it <laughs> to uh, well, yeah, to sort him out. This time, he's beaten by his own reflection. Um, he just doesn't like looking at his own reflection. Um, yeah, but and the, I think it's something that annoyed me with it as well is that they set up some really interesting stuff with, you know, with uh, like dreaming that they'd not touched before. You know, they did deja vu, didn't they, in one bit? And, uh, oh, yeah. I genuinely thought I'd accidentally rewound it. Um, yeah, so did I. <laughs> uh, oh, shit, I've seen this bit because I really wasn't expecting it. And it wasn't, and I thought, well, I'm not touching it. I'll just let it play. And then it wasn't until the third time I was like, oh, actually, this is, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm yeah, glad you were the same. Yeah, they did, they did daydreaming as well. And I was thinking, oh, yes, okay, so there's, you know, there's a touch of, you know, some different directions that they can go in here. But, yeah, it annoyed me that they never really did anything with them. Yeah, yeah, it was all a bit, um, yeah, very frustrating. Some of that stuff's frustrating and, um, you know, but ultimately, do you know what? I actually had a really great time with this. I wasn't expecting to. I sort of thought that I was going to be, somewhere in the middle with it but it was i think sort of exactly what i expected it to be it moves along at a reasonable pace there's some really great effects you know i just had a sort of general good time with it um i really enjoyed freddy's death in itself with all the hands and stuff bursting out of him again you know the the effects on that were really great um and they sort of eventually rip his face in half don't they? that was pretty good yeah i love not just the, the execution of it, but the concept was yeah, like the, amazing. That they're coming out from inside him and ripping him apart from the outside, from the inside, sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, know, it was, yeah. It was really great. It was really Yeah, great. like the idea of it's fantastic. And, yeah. Uh, and and they made it look so good as well. Yeah. They did, they did. Um almost only- as good as uh, Robert England in drag. That was that was the real best looking thing in the film. Oh yeah, he was good as that as well. He, Robert England really good in this. He really, uh, he he really takes the character and run with, runs with it. Um, you just you can just know how much he loves doing it, don't you? When you're yeah. watching it. Well, I think um, from what I saw in this thing, when he came back to it, he was a bit sort of like, oh, you know, do I really want to be doing this again? But I think when he sort of met with the director and he realised that it was going to be more sort of, you know. We're not we're not trying to do the same thing again. We, you know, we're going to be have a bit more fun with it. He was like, oh, I can have a bit more fun with the character and a bit more, you know, 
like it was in the third one. So, yeah. I mean, I don't have a lot more to say about it aside from the fact that I thought it was really funny that all the people's graves were together, even Nancy. <laughs> yeah, um, it's convenient, isn't it? They've got this. Um, they've got this uh, Elm Street plot. All the kids can go there. Um, lovely stuff. Uh, no, so um, yeah, great stuff. No, Unless you've think... got anything else. I think we're, we're good. I mean, like we say, there's not much to to really say about these. Other, they're just. Uh, I think they just got to the point where they they found the format. They know what they wanted to do, and and they they just did it. Yeah. So I yeah. imagine we're probably going to be seeing a lot of the same stuff next week as well. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to spoil it for you, but I mean, they obviously they they obviously do they do slowly degrade. You know, so you might have less fun next week. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I honestly can't remember because I don't remember this one being great. So um, maybe Dream Child will be better than I remember it being. Um, but spoilers for everybody. Well, not spoilers for everybody, but certainly spoilers for you. Freddy's dead is a bit of a slog. Um, <laughs> so that'll be fun for you. But I think we're going to get a guest on for that one. So we'll have some fun. Making fun of it, I think. Um, Lovely jubbly. Yes. Well, so we thought for the sleepover, we're going to just have a slightly different ranking system. So we're going for, what was it? <laughs> so uh, should you sleep through it or stay up for it? Yeah. I'd so stay up for this. Yeah, I would too as well. Yeah. I'd stay up for this. It was good fun. You know, I'm... Just uh, in, in my personal life and with things, I'm just very busy at the moment with with a lot of uh, of work and whatnot. And I uh, found it quite a struggle to watch films recently. And this is the just like the perfect film for it. Right, I just had no engage, you know, no nothing. I had to really like <laughs> focus and pay attention on no no compli- complicated plot. I could just just that really. Basic fun film that I could just sit back and relax and enjoy. Super glad you enjoyed that because I think um, you hadn't been big on watching many franchise films, have you? I don't think. I think this might be the your first time for this one, yeah. So this, uh, yeah, normally in horrors, uh, I've not gone too far in the sequels. Hmm. I think I, I got about five in for Halloween. I think. Uh, hmm. In the uh, five from like the first five, and then the three most recent ones. Yeah, uh, oh, that's good stuff. And then, and then yeah, I think this is the only one that I've mm. gone. Oh, an Evil Dead and Scream. So, yeah, oh. I've mean, <laughs> got a few now. I'm thinking about it. All right. Well, maybe it was just this and Friday that we haven't done. <laughs> it's Friday. Friday is one that I've barely touched at all. Yeah, so that's. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll get around to those eventually, I reckon. Um, well, we said we're going to do uh, part two, didn't we, for... Uh, well, the episode will be the 12th of October, but we're going to beseech people to just leave it a day. Download it on the Thursday, but leave it a day and listen to it on the Friday. Hopefully people will do that. If they don't, well, we won't know about it. Um, no, that's true. No. Unless I will save it for the Friday. Ooh, I could do that, I? Um, 
Oh, well, there you go then. So, yeah, stay stay awake. Stay awake and watch this. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing next week's now. Um, so, yeah, while we're here, don't forget that the Patreon is there. Um, we are going to be updating that soon um, and sorting that all out. So it is there. It is cheap. Sign up to it if you want to. Um, the other thing is that I have made T-shirts available uh, that you can find a link on the Facebook group, but it was a difficult process and they are expensive. So if you don't order them, I won't be, uh, <laughs> I certainly won't be bothered. But uh, No, that one was more of a, just to see, see if we could do it rather than uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. More, more <laughs> a case of uh, what we're hoping for, for merch sales or anything like that. No, no, I don't make any profit off it. I tried to make it as low cost as possible. So, you know, we weren't making any profit. Um, but it was just, um, it's still expensive. I mean, I've ordered one, um, but <laughs> why not? <laughs> Why not? Um, yeah, and if you want to look as good as Mark, you, you you can also get one too. Yeah, you'll also have to eat a lot more pies to look as good as me. Um, so we're bringing something back from last time we did this. Last time we did this, we we talked about um, movies that would be good uh, for sleepovers. Um, and I think we're going to do that again, but with the movies that we have covered... Um, that you could have, that you could enjoy on a nice sleepover with your friends, your friends who are boys, friends who are girls, whatever. As long as you're sitting around giggling, talking about boys, I don't care. Or men, or women. I, I, do you know? What I mean, we've hit we've hit that point where I'm not really allowed to say any of this stuff. I don't think. No, I think if we're we're doing a sleepover, we're only allowed to talk about boys. Yeah. Talk I mean, about yeah, it doesn't it doesn't matter what your what your gender is, what your orientation is at a sleepover, you're only allowed to talk about boys. Fair enough. Okay, good. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. So um the question is what you got? Well, I'm I'm going to answer that question with another question. Uh, am I allowed to have the wicker man, but only the last 15 minutes? <laughs> if you must. <laughs> If you just I want... mean you, you put that on at a sleepover, everyone's dropping off, aren't they? Because it's rubbish. But like that last fifteen minutes, you just put that bit on, and just Nicholas Cage going mad. Everyone's just going to have, you know, have loads of fun for yeah, a brief period of time. Yeah, they'll have great fun, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, why not? But, you know, the, the preceding hour and a half is is rubbish. So you know, <laughs> and we need to cut that out as much as possible. <laughs> Very true. Well, um, I don't know if this is a cheating, but um, and I wasn't even on this episode, but you did a bonus episode for Megan on the three gun, which I think would be a oh, I started watching that again the other day, um, and I think it would be a that'd be a that'd be a good film, I think, for um, the old what is it sleepover? Crikey! Yeah, I reckon that there's. That there's you know thirteen year olds all over the place watching it as for sleepovers now. It Absol- does feel like the perfect Absolutely. Kind of film for that. Absolutely, I, I saw a thing the other day. Some kid had already got their um, Halloween costume sorted out, and it was Megan, as it were. I think I saw the same one. They did a really good job of it, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that kid's probably going places. Absolutely. I mean, jail, probably, but still. Hopefully not. Um But yeah, no, I think that's a that's a really good shout. It's it's one of them that's like nice and sort of light, isn't it? There's no real dread or anything, it's just fun robot killing a few folks. Some good kills. Yeah, we don't need any movies from FF F up February in here. Or maybe we do. Well, uh, I'm going to spoil that straight away because I'm <laughs> going to say Green Room. Oh, really? For a sleepover? Yeah, I just think it's got that really uh, relentless pace to it, which I think would stop a large group of people getting distracted. And there, the violence is visceral. So I think people would be, you know, getting squeamish and not not have chance to to rest with it. So I, I reckon it'd go down very well. Yeah, no, you, you you're probably right. You're probably right. Um, it, it, it yeah, you you're right. It'd definitely be good for a bit of screaming and a bit of a hiding behind. Um, your hands, which is sort of what you want, really, on a, on a sleepover. You want to be. Sort of scared, but not too scared. Well, I don't know. Um, let's see. Well, I did think I was going to say Fr- um, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, because, yeah, for sure. Uh, it's, it's definitely w- worth a watch. It's fun. It um, gives you a good introduction to Freddy without actually watching anything else. Um, yeah, so that would be, be definitely a good one to watch. Um, plus, it's got some very inventive kills. Yeah, yeah, that yeah reminds I, me. I second that. It's it's just uh, I mean, it's not just good for all the reasons you just mentioned, but it also has that nice idea that it is a group of teenagers gathering together, you know, to fight Freddy, which. When you're a group of teenagers gathering together to watch a group of teenagers gathering together to fight Freddy, you know, it works nicely. It does. It does. It reminds me actually that we missed a pretty cool death in uh, in the in this one that we were just doing where um, Joey gets sucked into his own waterbed, which I thought was quite good. I especially thought it was particularly good the day after when his mum finds him just sort of floating under the waterbed. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed that one as well. Yeah, yeah, I meant to mention it, but I forgot. But now I have, so... Yeah, no, we, we better late than never. Better late than never. Um, well, is it your go, or are we not doing it? It's my more? go. I'm going <laughs> for one which, you know, I'm not convinced about myself, but I think as a... I know I would have liked it, and I know a couple of friends that would enjoy it too and just having a bit of a bit of a laugh and a joke at it and I'm I don't think it's going to have a, a broad support for this one as a sleepover movie but Attack of the Crab Monsters I think would be oh, a good yeah. one to just sit around and have a laugh with that was that was great um, good B movie fun that wasn't it yeah, yeah. I think there's plenty of stuff in it that you can just point out the the logic gaps and the you know, the the gaffes and uh, plot holes in it and just just basically have a have a laugh and a joke at it. 
Yeah, yeah. I think I remember the one thing that we said while we were we were talking about it was um, this is one of those films where you really need to watch it with someone else because uh, it's just stupid and fun and, you know, it needs making fun out of. Um, it has a big psychic crab. What's wrong with a big psychic crab? Nothing. Exactly. I should say. I should say so. Um, well, at the risk of being... Something scream, gotta be in it. That's gotta yeah. be right. Gotta be right up there with the older sleepover movies. Um, and I'm a hundred percent sure that it has been the film of many a sleepover for many a year. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, well, for sure. I've heard recently people talking about movies and sleepovers, and it was one that kept coming up. No, because I listen to other horror movie podcasts, but I can't. I don't know why I've said this because I can't remember exactly what it was. Um, so that was a stupid thing to say. Lovely. Um, I wonder how film sleep, you know, sleep overnight work with films now because it used to be the day that you'd, you'd go to the video shop and just you know, you'd have something. to pick something to bring back. Yeah. Like now, I just can't imagine but feeling that a group of teenagers would just be scrolling through Netflix for two hours looking for something to watch and never decide on anything. Yeah, that sounds good. That's that's what I would do. That's what I would do. Um. Well, I don't have anything else aside from I I could recommend one we haven't done. Um, because a I want to recommend it to you. And B, I think it would be really great. Um, so I watched a film recently called Mom and Dad with Nicolas Cage and... That's old. Nicolas Cage and someone else. Anyway, um, it's great. Just really, really good fun. I ended up giving it five stars. It didn't, it didn't deserve five stars. Um, <laughs> it didn't deserve five stars, but Ultimately, it was a good four-star film, and Nicolas Cage doing his thing just pushes it over. Uh, oh yeah, so it's got uh, Nicolas Cage and Selma Blair, um, but it's actually it's actually really good in terms of um, essentially what happens is all the parents in the world decide that they're going to kill their children. Um, so there's some good background stuff. Um, as it sort of slowly builds in the movie, but yeah, it's good fun. I really, really I'm have to, to give um, that a go. Then I really recommend it. Um, well, if you're saying this would make for a great sleepover film, and we need something for the the last week in September, absolutely. There you go. Then. Do, do right. we declare it now, and and we'll cover that at the end of it? Oh, I would love to. I I I thought it was an absolute treat. I, I really enjoyed it. And it's 86 minutes as well, so it's uh, sweet. <laughs> Perfect. Right, well, there you go. We all, we all decided. We've got our, our entire September lineup chiseled oh. in stone. Oh, I'm really looking forward to chatting to you about that one because I think I think you're going to love it. Um, I hope you do. I'm I know just going like, to pretend I, I'm not either way just for... I, <laughs> I really hate, I hated everything about this. Yeah, just uh, just to give us some bone of contention for the podcast. I might hate it on a second viewing, so that'll be fun. Um, right, so there you go. We've we've done it. We've got to the end. We've 
even decided what we're going to do for the end of the month. So that that really we've really achieved a lot of things. Um, yeah, you got your podcast and admin. What more podcast, can you ask for? Admin, um, puerile conversation. Is it puerile? I don't know. Um, no, I don't think so. No, sorry, not puerile. Um, delightfully random chat. There you go. And oh, let's just go. You've got your sandwich. It's wrapped up. Eat it. We're going. Our shift is over. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>